0: Hello good people
1: and welcome to perk up your morning podcast. I'm Natalie and I'm Chris and we're two engineers husband and wife on a quest to spread positivity near and far
0: while every piece of news or story is important. We want to help break the cycle of only hearing about the drama negativity and unfavorable things and help you to feel more positive about the happenings of the world.
1: Grab your coffee or other beverage of your choice and perk up your morning with us to hear good do good and spread good.
0: Hello, good people.
1: How's it going? It's been a couple of weeks since you've heard from us last, if you're listening to this brand new.
0: It's been too long.
1: Way too long. There's been a couple of good things that have happened in that time frame. For me, I had a uh, business trip out to the Great North, a.k.a. Canada.
0: Oh, Canada.
1: Which I am very happy to be back from. I got extended a couple of times. It was almost two weeks, almost about the last time that you guys heard from us.
0: He has not been around, and it's good to have him back.
1: It is great to be back.
0: And let's see, as for me, well, this was actually a group event that we did a couple of nights ago, but not to make everything about the dog, but there are a lot of things about the dog that I could share that are good. So it, it was more of a group event the other night, but he had a bunch of fun. So we got him from a rescue that's not too far from us where we live right now. And they had a play event where him and a bunch of other dogs can romp around in a fenced in area and just have a great old time and then we as the humans for donating to it we actually got some beer from a local brewery that's right next door so that was a bunch of fun and it was a great time
1: the beer tasted delicious it was great to see him so happy playing around with a bunch of other dogs
0: yeah he really tired himself out all right so with that what are you drinking today
1: Me, I'm just drinking the standard hot coffee. I got some K-Cups up in Canada, so brought those down.
0: Not Tim Hortons, for anybody who's wondering.
1: Not Tim Hortons, the uh, Dunkin' Donuts of Canada.
0: Yeah, and for me, I'm also drinking coffee today, although it is kind of a mix of, uh, this may sound gross to some of you, but uh, a mix of leftover coffee that I've had. So part of it is Americano, part of it is French press coffee, but it still tastes great.
1: As I like to say, it is the Americans going to war with the French in her coffee cup.
0: Ridiculous. Alright, you want to jump into it?
1: Yeah, let's jump into it. This piece of goodness helps to remind us how first responders put their lives on the line in order to keep us safe. In Florida, there was an apartment complex fire that ended up engulfing 12 units and damaging a total of 24. As the fire was raging, a mother and her two-year-old daughter... Barbara Alemis and her daughter Sophia were trapped on the third floor of one of the apartments. Thanks to the quick-witted thinking of Deputy William Pazinski, the mother and daughter were able to be saved. Deputy Pazinski decided that the best way to save the two-year-old child was to scale the balconies outside the building and have the child hand it down to him so that he could then hand the child down to officers on the ground. Thanks to the daring feat of the deputy, The two-year-old child was safely rescued, which allowed the mother to be able to escape from the burning building and get to safety. After the fire, the deputy was reunited with the family that he helped to rescue. After the mother said her thanks to the officer, the sheriff's department had a surprise for her. They had toys for the kids, gift cards, and some clothes, which were much-welcomed gifts considering that the apartment fire had burned away most of their possessions.
0: I just have to say after seeing that footage and we'll leave a link in the description if you want to check it out yourselves but after seeing that footage of the deputy daringly scaling these rails of the porch which it's a, it's a multi-story apartment building he's literally standing on top of rails and reaching up to grab this kid it, deputies police officers firefighters they're some of the bravest people that i know so hats off to this team for taking that leap and risking their lives to save a kid
1: yeah and i know from our experience having lived in apartment complexes those rails aren't the most stable or even sturdy thing. so to just risk trying to stand on top of that to be able to save that child is just that much more impressive and i had to point out that you know he's not a firefighter he doesn't have any of the safety equipment if the fire were to erupt there's no ladder no harnesses right it's just him
0: his uniform he's literally just standing on top of rails and trying to save this kid
1: yeah and he's, he's putting his life on the line in order to save another life which is just commendable such a good act absolutely
0: Music can transcend families, communities, and even cultures through its powerful way of communicating stories, emotion, and heritage. Music is a way we express our humanity to one another. The Cherokee Indigenous Peoples Tribe resides in Oklahoma in the United States and is currently the largest tribe in the United States with over 390,000 tribal citizens around the world. There are more than 141 thousand native citizens in Oklahoma alone, and understandably, they want to protect the culture and sovereignty of the tribe. One of the most sacred things to protect is their language. Quote, an indigenous language is lost every two weeks around the world, end quote, said Howard Payton, executive director of the Cherokee Nation Language Department. Recently, there have been measures to start to help, such as 2019 Cherokee Nation passed the Durban Feeling Language Revitalization Act, which invested millions of dollars into the Tribal Nations Language Department. However, one creator had a vision for how he wanted to help increase the use of the Cherokee language. Horton Records, a nonprofit 5013C organization, has been working with Jeremy Charles, a Cherokee filmmaker and creator, and the talented folks of the Cherokee Tribe to produce a contemporary album that is solely created in the Cherokee language. Jeremy is the co-founder of Fire Thief Productions, a film production company based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I wanted to create this album because, quote, we're hoping this album is an inspiration to Cherokee language learners that will lead to a more contemporary music being made in the future, end quote, Charles said, quote, I imagine hearing people singing along as they blast the album in the car, reading along the lyrics with their headphones on, and it reinforces that being Cherokee is special and it's cool, and I hope that projects like this will contribute to the Cherokee Nation's expansive efforts to preserve the language into the future, end quote. The album, pronounced Anada Ne Lisji, G, features diverse contemporary genres including folk Americana, country, pop, reggae, heavy metal, and hip-hop. The album will debut during Labor Day weekend this year in 2022, which coincides with the Cherokee national holiday, and it proudly features over 12 emerging and seasoned Cherokee artists who range from 14 to 50 years old.
1: What an amazing thing to try to preserve culture through music. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the album's name. I would absolutely butcher it. We were uh, reading. I was reading some names off to my wife last night, and it got to the point where there was one guy whose name repeatedly came up, and I kept on butchering it, That I just shortened it down to, uh, bro. <laughs> and she knew who I was talking about. But I, I love the idea of preserving culture. Uh, Language through music, and when the album comes out, I'm definitely interested in listening to it.
0: Well, I think it is such an important thing to try to focus on because any culture that is not in the mainstream of the direction that we're heading as a country, it's really important to make sure that there is a continued focus on it, such as the Cherokee language. So it's really great that they're putting all this effort into not only preserving the language but also spotlighting emerging artists too. I think it's an amazing thing.
1: I couldn't agree more. (laughs) This piece of goodness reminds us of the childhood lesson to never judge a book by its cover. 90-year-old Anne Kendrick was cleaning around the base of her apple tree when she found what looked to be a piece of dirty bent metal. Much to her surprise, however, It ended up being her late husband's ring, who had passed away 22 years prior. 35 years ago, while tending to the garden, he had lost his ring. After some searching, they thought that it was lost forever. Much to her excitement when she was cleaning around her garden recently, however, she happened to find that thought-to-be-lost ring. This just goes to show that if she had judged the book by its cover, she would have just thought it was a bent piece of metal, and possibly thrown it away. But because she took a moment and examined it a little bit closer, she ended up finding a treasured memory between her and her husband, a memory that she cherishes so much that she decided to get the ring repaired, polished, and is now wearing it as a necklace in order to help remind her of her late husband and the good times they had together.
0: I mean, how special is that to accidentally stumble upon your late husband's ring I think if I had done the same thing and I had just gone over and done some gardening and found your ring, if you had deceased, that would be such a special gift. And I would do the same thing that she did, you know, just wear it as a necklace and treasure our memories together. So I think that's amazing that she now gets to relive those memories over again.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you on that. And same thing, if I were to find your ring after you had lost it and you were deceased, I would treasure it for the rest of my time on this earth. And it's crazy to think that the difference between her finding something that she treasures so much and it means so much to her and having lost, having truly lost it forever was just her examining it and determining what it was because when she initially saw it, she could have thought that it was just like a nail that had fallen into the garden and gotten bent or something.
0: Hey, if you believe everything happens for a reason, then she was meant to find it. It made its way back to her.
1: Of course everything happens for a reason.
0: (laughs) If you appreciate art and are trying to think of ways to become more sustainable and not just throw away your trash, then this may be a solution for you. Have you ever heard the expression, what's one person's trash is another person's treasure? The Wash to Shore Project is taking this expression to the next level with their home educational sculptures made out of trash collected along Oregon shoreline, where their tagline is, quote, art to save the sea. Quote, it's an ugly problem with a beautiful solution, end quote, says Brad Parks, a director at Wash to Shore. The concept of the Wash to Shore Project is simple. The volunteers will collect trash from along the Oregon shoreline from the Pacific Ocean and transform those pieces of trash into amazing works of art specifically sculptures of marine animals, which is symbolic of the marine lives that they are saving by removing trash from the ocean. The Wash to Shore project was created in 2010, and to this day they have cleaned over 300 miles of beaches and processed over 60,000 pounds of trash to create 86 unique works of art. The project has also had over 14,000 volunteers over their lifespan, and these volunteers have not only helped to pick up the trash from along the shorelines, but have also worked to clean and sort the items as well. What's really exciting is their pieces are currently being exhibited across the country to show how beautiful their works of art are to help inspire others to reuse in similar ways. They can currently be seen at the National Mall in Washington, D.C., at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History in St. Ocean Hall, at the John Ball Zoo in Grand Rapids, Michigan, the Tennessee Aquarium, and more in 2022. Check out the exhibit locations in the description of the podcast if you'd like to check them out.
1: I love what the Wash to project is doing. To give another metric for the 60,000 pounds, that's 30 tons, or to give an even funner metric for it, that is approximately 20 cars
0: you know I didn't think about it that way but that is a lot of ocean waste and it's a huge problem right and I, I think most of us know that trash in the ocean is a big problem so I'm great I'm grateful that there are organizations like the Wash the Shore Project that are starting to do something about it and they're actually repurposing it into something that's really fun and enjoyable
1: yeah I'm also glad for that it's kind of just the disconnect between you throwing it in the trash or throwing it in the recycling and yeah not paying attention to which one you're throwing it in, and then it just it makes this huge environmental difference because a lot of trash ends up out into the ocean, and if it's stuff that's biodegradable, it's not that big of a deal. But when it's plastics...
0: It can really harm the marine life, yeah. yeah. And us, eventually.
1: Yep, because so much of our food comes from marine life, and exactly so much of our ecosystem is underwater, so yep. it really helps to emphasize just what we're doing to the ecosystem and it does it in a fun and creative way
0: hopefully they'll bring it to the east coast next too
1: hopefully (laughs) those were our feel-good stories for the day and we hope that we've been able to perk up your morning or day for the better if you'd like to hear more about any of those stories check out our links in the description box we'll see you next time and we hope that you hear good do good and spread good Bye!